Uh, Ashira, if, you, if you're recording, you can start recording now. So I'm just going to touch a bit on, um, so because tonight is the Revelation Revealed series that we are doing. And I want to touch on tonight about uh, on the two witnesses because we have been uh, or you and I have been told so much nonsense about this particular uh, subject we're going to talk about tonight. Why? Because the enemy paralyzed the church by bringing in a futurist, a futuristic gospel. So. I can tell you tonight that if you stick with us and you sit under this teaching, you're going to agree with me, even if you don't agree with what I'm going to say right now. But the word says everything that was prophesied is now fulfilled. It is finished. It is done. So the book of Revelation is in picture language number one. You can't read it and then interpret it literally. The book of uh, um, Revelation is written in picture language. That is, the Hebrew language was very much a picture language, a numerical language, meaning that um, there's even a, a meaning like for one word in English, if you go and read the Hebrew, you will go, wow, and it just opens a scripture. You don't have to become a Hebrew scholar. You've got the Strong's Concordance. You've got my sword, E-sword. It's so simple to just go and do a little bit of a study. And um, Revelation, the book of Revelation, actually is a summary of the whole book of the Bible. And there is only one theme from Genesis right through to Revelation, and it is the unveiling, the revelation of Christ Jesus. He is the word, beginning to the end. He's the word. If you're looking for anything else in Revelation or in the word, you've missed it. He is the word. It was prophesied. Everything, the law, the prophets, because Jesus said everything that they now prophesied, what did they prophesy? What was all? The, what, what was it all about? It was about the mystery of God, the mystery of God in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time. That means at the right time. And let me tell you another dimension to that scripture that says in the fullness of time, Jesus came. That means that from the fullness of time when Jesus came right now, you live in another dimension many dimensions but you've stepped over from time now you can access the the realms of eternity wow the mystery of god revealed in the fullness of time so time served its purpose and we need time otherwise we'd be a disorganized world but for you and me as the mystery unveiled as the mystery revealed son of man Son of God, Son of Man, Son of God, now in one vessel. Okay, now the fullness of time. Now we must wake up since then, the fullness of time when Jesus came. That means the, let me just think, um, 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 let me just get it right, the chronos time. Chronos time is, I think, I hope I haven't got the wrong way around. I sometimes get them mixed up. Chronos time is our time. 
but now kairos time which is god's time which is not time at all but it is eternity okay so actually if we get the full revelation of who we are the new creation if we get the full revelation we would have already stepped into immortality okay because eternity has now eternity is now open and access we now have access into the realms of god so if we can get it then our bodies will begin to respond and react the spirit within us blows the revelation the spirit within us unveils the revelation to our bodies hey you are not in a time capsule anymore you've been translated from the kingdom that was ruled by time by a expiry date you've been translated into a realm you decide when you want to go and if you want to go okay anyway we're not talking about that tonight i'm off the subject but okay i just wanted to um i don't know why i went that way but anyway let's let's just go with the two witnesses okay so i did not go much into the end time doctrines the 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 sort of incorrect end time doctrines okay so i can't really tell you in detail what all was said about the two witnesses but i know that the little bit that i had uh, doesn't or the little bit that i hear doesn't line up with scripture so tonight we're going to talk about the two witnesses and we're going to talk about what was the sign of the son of man coming okay so the two witnesses you've got to read for those taking notes you've got to read isaiah 34 verse 16 together with matthew 18 verse 20 um you've got to read them together so i will read them isaiah 34 verse 16 says seek out of the book of the lord and read what must you read you must read that the verse carries on not one of the details of this prophecy shall fail none shall want and lack her mate in fulfillment for the mouth of the lord has commanded and his spirit has gathered them so here is a little bit of a mystery revealed the word says you don't need to look at world events to prove that the word or to uh, you don't need to look at world events to prove the bible god says the mystery comes together and is and is easy to understand when you realize that there is two witnesses always in the word okay there's always maybe more than two so scripture must declare scripture we don't look at world events and try and push scripture and push it into the timing of the world event no then you are going to miss it completely he says none shall want and lack her mate okay matthew 18 verse 20 remember we said we must read the two together and now he says for where two or three agree 
in my name, then I am there. With other words, then the word, the I am, the word, is then revealed. Okay. For the mouth of the Lord has commanded the word and his spirit has gathered them. So the scripture says, you have to look at the witness in the word. The second, the third witness in the word. Bring them together and whoops, the whole thing will open up. It will be unveiled. Okay. So where two witnesses agree or two scriptures, the Lord is then what I say my I change it into, it says the Lord is there, but then he is revealed. Okay. John 1 says the word is God. So when you find two corresponding scriptures, they stand together to form a witness and to fulfill and to be fulfilled. Or to fulfill a promise. So the word is rich with God's promises. And these promises are for the, the sons of God. For you and for me. Matthew 18 verse 19 says. If two agree on earth. Regarding anything. They will receive it. How awesome is that? How much more power is released when two scriptures agree as a witness in any matter? Okay, so I think that is pretty clear to us. So who are the two witnesses? Let's go and read Revelation 11 verse 4 and 7. I'll read it to you. He says, these two witnesses are the two olive trees. What does olive produce? The oil. So these two witnesses are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand in the presence of the Lord who rules the earth. The two witnesses finish their preaching of God's message. These two trees are the two anointed ones. <laughs> now, you read it with Zechariah 4 verse 6. Then he answered and he spoke to me saying, This addition of the bowl to the candlestick, causing it to yield a ceaseless supply of oil where does the ceaseless supply of oil come from from the two olive trees the anointed ones this is the word of jehovah to zerubbabel saying listen now not by might nor by power but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are these two anointed ones? It is God the Father 
and Jesus the Son. Plain and simple. <laughs> so Jesus said in John 14 verse 11 that, listen to this, ye and the Father are one. And because they are one and in this unity, they are the two witnesses. All right. John 3, Jesus is talking with Nicodemus. Ooh, we preached about that Sunday. That was awesome. I say to you, Jesus said to Nicodemus, I'm telling you what we know. Who, we, who was he talking about? Me and the Father. We speak of what we have seen. And we bear witness. And our witness you don't receive. You see? Jesus is referring to himself and the Father as we, the two witnesses who were killed. Yes, because Jesus was crucified. Is it starting to clear up now? Okay. John 5 verse 32 says, Another it is who bears witness concerning me. Jesus said this, his father, another one, bearing witness of him. And I know that true is the witness which he witnessed concerning me. John 5 verse 37, And so the father who sent me, he has borne witness concerning me, the two anointed ones, father and son. He has borne witness concerning me. Jesus testified of the father and the father testified of Jesus. Okay, and this is who you are. You are also the two, you the three in one, the three witnesses, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all merged into one inside of you. It's awesome. Okay. So Moses and Elijah was also two witnesses. They, um, Moses and Elijah testified, uh, they were the witnesses of the Old Testament. Okay, the law and the prophets. Do you see how the, the word is so multidimensional? Okay, <laughs> the word is multidimensional. We don't have to argue about it. There's over 2,000, if not more, dimensions to the word. You read one scripture, you, you get a revelation and you preach it. And then God begins to open more. And then you see more and you preach even something, maybe even something more, something different about the same revelation. Don't be, don't worry about it. We are, if God comes and he upgrades revelation, then we go with it because the Holy Spirit is always on the move. And he's looking for those who want to be enlightened and illuminated because this is what the earth is waiting for. The earth is waiting for the ones that are fully illuminated in the knowledge of the sun. That's what the word says. Growing the knowledge. Ooh, I mean, listen, the problem is you can't read all the knowledge of the sun in the word. Because the Bible says that if everything 
about Jesus was written in books. This is incredible thought. We can't wrap our mind around it. It says that there wouldn't be enough books in the world to record this Jesus. That is why we need the word and the spirit, the spirit to reveal, to illuminate the Christ. Okay. So on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah, remember, appeared to Jesus. And now remember, they in the cloud, Hebrews 12. Okay. Everything, listen. And Pastor Victor's word was so awesome last, last week on Zoom. Everything that happened to the sun, it's recorded in the word so that you can be illuminated in the same image walk in the same realms you multi-dimensional by virtue of you being in the christ i've said it so many times you can be anywhere at any time so if jesus was transfigured we busy being transfigured and we can <clears throat> engage the cloud of witnesses <clears throat> isn't it amazing they were called they are called the cloud of witnesses now, how about you meet some of those witnesses so that they can witness with you <laughs> because they surround us. Woo. So, I mean, um, some of the men of God I know have already seen and spoken to Enoch and the things that they testify of is what I have read in the book of Enoch. You can go and read it. Okay. God revealed the, um, in the book of Enoch, God revealed the secrets of the universe, of how he created the universe to Enoch. I'm just, I'm just making you thirsty tonight for more. Um, Enoch was not only caught up once with God. Okay. Now, these books have been taken out of the Bible by the Vatican. Do you know that? Do you know that originally the Bible was 80 books? Do you know that the Vatican, you know what the Vatican is? Okay. Um, remind me to tell you what my husband said this means. I can't do it now because we're being recorded. <laughs> but the Vatican took out the books because it didn't, it didn't suit their, um, their doctrines. It didn't suit their doctrines. And they controlled the people like that, you see? And so um, we are surrounded by the cloud of witnesses, Hebrews 12. Why are we surrounded? Because it is now our birthright, our inheritance to dwell in the world of God. So Jesus, I mean, Elijah and Moses were long dead, long dead, and they appeared. They came out, they stepped out of the cloud to come and speak with Jesus. Woo! And they were speaking the mysteries of the kingdom. It's awesome. So Moses and Elijah appeared to Jesus and the three disciples, remember John, Peter and James, um, or Peter, he always put his foot in it. He wanted to make three tents, you know, I'm sure he was fumbling around not knowing what to do. He was so shocked. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to make three tents, one for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. 
but a cloud descended on them and a voice came out of the cloud. Now listen to this. A voice came out of the cloud. And what did it say? It said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. And let me tell you, you have to hear him so much that when you walk in anywhere, that is what the spirit world is hearing about you. This is a son. Hear him. Come on. Okay. Because you have the witnesses inside of you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let me tell you something. The more we are stepping into identity, full illumination of the Son, you are causing massive vibrations in the spirit realm. That's why the angels are, are hanging around you. They were created for the Christs. They were created for the Christ. I said Sunday, I said, you know, during the Old Testament, you didn't hear or read a lot about demons and devils. You didn't. But the moment the Christ appeared, ooh, they popped out from every rock and crevice and, and, and graveyard. Okay. Because they knew their time is now short. <laughs> Somebody was saying to me, yeah, the word says, you know, because uh, the devil knows his time is short and that's why it's going so crazy. I said, listen, that is a continual, a continuous um, present tense. I said, he knew his time was short because the moment Christ is revealed, then the sons are revealed. If the Son of God is revealed, then the sons are revealed. And, and when the Son is revealed in you, the serpent knows his time is short to, to lie to you that he has any power. Because the word says, he's got, listen, he's got no power autonomously except he works through men. You have dominion now, and you are fully closed with Christ. That serpent don't like you because he is so scared of you. He is terrified of your revelation that you are this beloved son. Everything. When, when God says this over you, this is my beloved son, hear him. Everything has to bow. Everything bows in the realm of the spirit. They bow and they hear you and they bow. Okay. So Moses stood as a witness for the law. And Elijah, we know, stood as a witness for the prophets. So um, we know that the scripture says, I think it's, yeah, it's Mark 9. It says, in times past, before Jesus was manifested, the Lord spoke through the law and the prophets. 
but on this mount of transfiguration god said that we must listen to his beloved son okay now listen you have been transfigured that is why you can now see in the spirit and you can hear you can your, your five spiritual senses are awakened because you've been transfigured okay you are spirit so um the the lord spoke through the law and the prophets but on this mount of transfiguration god said that we now listen to the son so i am so one with him he is one with me what i speak is him what i do is him what i think is him i can no longer be separated i am not separated ever okay so we now hear the testimony of the son and he only testified of the father when he went up the word says at night jesus went up to the mount of olive that is so um, so prophetic he went up the mount of olives the two witnesses came together on the mount of olives and they were quantum entangled we are quantum entangled with each other and with god so god the father was just revealing to jesus his will and what was his will that jesus reveal the father that now let me tell you this is the time we are living in that we are all god wants okay is intimacy with you because he wants to reveal who he is and i promise you this is the time you're gonna hear stuff that is not gonna agree with doctrines you've heard you know why because you didn't know the father you know i was phoned last night and i was challenged on okay sharon tell us what you believe about this and that and that you know why because they are so the religious spirit in them is so rattled by what i preach and i said i'm not gonna tell you you see people want you to tell them exactly because that's the ego okay so i said now you on a road of discovery i'm on a road of discovery certain things i'm not going to open now to you brother because you are not ready to hear it because <laughs> you now want to fight with me and a man of god what does the word say we don't fight we don't argue okay we just he's on his own road i'm on my road i'm doing my research so there's certain things i will not speak about now you see so um yeah so let's just get back to the word so in hebrews 1 verse 1 it says in many parts and many ways of old god spoke to our fathers through the prophets but now we are in a time since jesus came where god wants to speak to you face to face we needed the the hand of man which is the fivefold um, ministry okay but now we have the hand of god kings priests oracles now we now we are in the holy of holies and god wants intimacy with you he wants you to get into his face 
and say, God, I want to get to know you. Because remember, a lot of what you've been taught was men's understanding and interpretation of the scripture. But now it's time for the mature sons to get a revelation themselves of who God is. Okay. That is the Melchizedek priesthood. It's now consciousness of your oneness with God and that he wants to speak with you. Because we've come through the church ages where none of us can, we, we had to hear the word of God through a prophet. We had to hear the word of God through somebody. But now he says it's time to be uh, to step into being a priest and a priest was always busy with the altar a priest was the one that went into the holy of holies okay so brother sister it's time to go into the holy of holies with god all right and say god i want you to reveal to me what is this word he wants to reveal to you what is the word okay so what are we? We are the beloved son. Hear him. Listen. They can only hear you. When you have been with the father. Because the father testified of the son. And the son testified of the father. This is the time. If we don't want to be intimate with God. I'm talk talking about preachers and pastors who are still preaching the old stuck in the old god is going to remove their pulpit because this word is god is only going to release the sons whom can be heard who have heard the father who have seen the father who have been with the father <laughs> okay hear him sons that will be heard are those that have been with the father that know the father okay not speaking some interpretation some doctrine some this some that no 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 so we all come into the same voice the same spirit okay all right let's go on end of these days now i want to tell you when the bible says the last days he's not speaking about that's interpretation guys He's not saying that these are the last days on earth. I just wish I could get a Bible that can change that word. Because it doesn't mean last. The latter days. It means the days after Christ. Everything changed. Okay. So if you see last days, please scratch it out so that, it, so that you become conscious of the real meaning of the word. Which means latter days which means the days after christ everything has changed there's no last days on earth okay because the bible says the earth will remain forever why because the earth was never created in genesis 1 go and look the earth is eternal the earth hangs in the heavens god created the, he created man and decorated the the world in Genesis 1, but the Bible says the water was covering the earth. So it's always been there. It's always been there. It's eternal. The Bible says the earth will remain forever. It is the inheritance of the sons. The earth is going to be the headquarters of God. 
reigning and ruling through the sons. It is the headquarters of God. If the sons would just wake up, the ruling and reigning of the whole universe and cosmos is going to happen from earth. Okay. And, and the heavens testify and work with the sons. All right. So, and at the end of these days, Hebrews 1 verse 2, he has spoken unto us through his son. All right. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. It is speaking about the son of God and it is speaking about you. Through whom also he made all the ages. Acts 3 verse 18. God, what things he has declared before through the mouth of the prophets for Christ to suffer. This has been fulfilled. And he said unto them, These are my words which I spoke unto you, yet being with you, that all the things that are written, there's not going to be futuristic anything of revelation. Okay, he says here, all things that are written. In the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me must be fulfilled. And it is fulfilled. It's already fulfilled. Okay. All right. So I want to just um, speak a little bit. So we've now we've now got a clear understanding of who are the who are the two witnesses. So I want to speak on the the sign of the son of man because this has caused so much confusion the sign of the son of man everyone's saying the sign you know we're just waiting for the son of man to come i'm sorry i'm looking for my water because i'm thirsty <laughs> don't know what i did with it okay so now in um uh he, in revelation it speaks of the seventh trumpet which, by the way, is fulfilled, okay? Because look what happens after the seventh trumpet is blown. And the seventh angel blew his trumpet and sounded, and there arose loud voices in heaven, saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and now he reigns forever and ever. He reigns forever and ever because it's an incorruptible seed that has come into the vessels, the earthen vessels. So it's an incorruptible seed that will go on forever on the earth and from heaven. Woo! Okay. So he says, now, there was something about the kingdom of the world I wanted to, yes. Um, just something I want to throw in. Do you remember um, when Jesus uh, was tempted by the devil um, in the wilderness? He took him to a high mountain and he showed him the beauty of the kingdoms of the world. Okay, you know why, why the enemy tempted Jesus? And why he said, 
I will give you these kingdoms. Because then, then it means Jesus would have, what the enemy was setting a trap for Jesus to skip the cross. To skip the cross. So we would not have salvation and we wouldn't be able to access the glory of God because the Bible says when he went to the cross, it was so that the glory could follow. What was the glory? That those who are born, uh, died with him, resurrected and born through him would now also become sons on the earth. Okay. So the enemy wanted him to skip that because he didn't want more than one Christ. Okay. All right. But anyway, that I threw in for free. Let's get back to Revelation. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord. And the 24 elders who sit on the throne before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks, O God, the Almighty, who, who um, is and who was and who is to come, because you've taken your great power and you've begun to reign. And the nations were enraged. And thy rage came, and the time came for the dead to be vindicated, and the time to give reward to your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the land. And the temple of God, now yet we know, the seventh angel, the seventh trumpet, it's all finished. Because the, the temple of God, the heavens, was not revealed or opened until that seventh angel blew his trumpet. Because here in verse 19 it says, And the temple of God in heaven was opened. And the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple. And there were flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder and an earthquake and a great hailstorm. Okay. So the trumpet of the seventh angel announced, listen to this, that the mystery of God has been fulfilled and accomplished. What was the mystery of God? One main thing. Christ now in humanity. Christ in you. Christ in me. Finished. Done. But in the days of the seventh angel, when he will begin to sound, the mystery of God is finished. As he declared it to his servants, the prophets. Okay. So at this point in history, God's plan is very obvious. He placed the Jews and the Gentiles on equal footing. So there's no more. So this new creation the Christ on the earth, this new creation that you and I are. You cannot, that is why he says, do not look according to the flesh anymore. We do not regard each other according to the flesh anymore. There's no division, no more Jew, no more Greek, no more anything, no more male, female. We are now spirit. What spirit? With a spirit of of Christ. We are now the Christ on the earth. <laughs> so he says, Jew and Gentile, he's brought them all together. 
Okay. So there's no Jew or Gentile. It's one new creation. And then he says, um, so he's brought the Jews and Gentiles on equal footing in the New Testament. And the destruction of a apostate Israel, apostate just means that Israel did not, um, did not receive Jesus. They did not believe the commands of God. The apostate Israel and the temple revealed that God had created a new nation. See, the destruction of apostate Israel proved, revealed a new temple. Who is the new temple? You, me. We are now the temple of the Christ. We are the temple of the spirit. So Jesus prophesied this to the Jewish leaders. He said, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you because they didn't bear the fruit of it. The kingdom of God will be taken away from Israel and will be given to a nation. He wasn't talking about any particular nation. He was saying to this new creation it's going to be given to those who bear the fruit of this kingdom later jesus said to his disciples um what's going to be the effect of the destruction of jerusalem in matthew 24 verse 30 he says at that time will appear the sign okay here we come to the sign and end time theologians now if there is no last days and it's been interpreted incorrectly then there is no end time theology whoops it's being ripped to pieces okay jesus said talking about the destruction of jerusalem when did that happen 70 a.d 70 AD, the, you know where it speaks about, remember I said last week when we talk about the, when it's referring to the elements will burn, the earth will burn, it's speaking about the land. And when it speaks about the land, it is referring to Israel. So Jerusalem was burnt down by the Roman Empire, the Romans, they destroyed. And it was prophesied that God would use them. Called them Babylon, Bab Babylonian, uh, Babylon, <laughs> Babylon. He used them to destroy Jerusalem. Okay. Which was, they didn't want to let go of their sacrifices and the temple. They wanted, they wanted a man-made thing, something they could see. But they didn't want the invisible kingdom and the sacrifice that once and for all was for every man, woman, and child. Okay. Once and for all, he was sacrificed. So at that time will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. So the judgment 
listen to this, upon Jerusalem. Remember I said to you, there's many comings of God in the Bible. Go and read how many times it says, and God came down. On the Mount of Sinai where he met with, with Moses, and God came down. Some of it was visible, some of it was not visible. So we need the Spirit to reveal these things to us. Okay. So he says, it's the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. The judgment on Jerusalem was the sign of the fact that the Son of Man was reigning in heaven. There's been misunderstanding, okay, with the reading of this verse. As some have thought it to be an actual sign they will see in heaven, but this is not what the verse says. It says the sign of the Son. of man in heaven get it so the phrase in heaven defines the locality of the son of man and not of the sign so sign was not to appear physically in the heavens but the destruction of jerusalem was to indicate the rule of the son of man in heaven See, Revelation was not what you thought. So the, the burning down of Jerusalem was a massive sign to the world that this was the beginning of the kingdom of God taking over on the earth. How does the kingdom of God take over? It's not something you wake from heaven. Hello, it's time you and I wake up. Where did he say the kingdom is? Because heaven, just for those who are new here tonight, heaven and the kingdom of heaven is two different things. Heaven, God says, is my throne. <coughs> heaven is my throne. And it's not up there. It's, it's, you, you, might, you can't think... You can't think natural when it comes to things of God. Heaven is the realm of God and it's around you. It's around you. The whole spirit world surrounds you. And there are good spirits and there are bad spirits. So the whole spirit world surrounds you. Okay, so it's, it's awesome, man. You just have to get it. It's not God up there somewhere. But he says... To try and explain it. Heaven is God's throne. So what is heaven? Heaven is the rulership. The dominion of God. The place where he rules from. He rules the whole cosmos, the whole universe. But Jesus came to bring us the kingdom of heaven. Meaning, he has revealed now the power of heaven. And how did he do that? He said, you don't come to heaven to get the power. When the Holy Spirit comes, I'm sending the Holy Spirit because I want it on earth as it is in heaven. Because earth is the headquarters. It's going to be the headquarters where we're going to rule the whole cosmos universe. Go and look in Revelation. We reign with Christ Jesus. Okay. So, let it be on earth. Earth is so important to God that he said, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. 
and he 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 brought everything that is in heaven was was placed into the Christ and the Christ came to reveal all of heaven the new world the world of God the power of the Holy Spirit so the kingdom of heaven is for the rule of God the dominion of God in man on the earth okay so now as you understand now that you carry the kingdom of heaven and the more you get the revelation of the kingdom we've now moved into the kingdom age the church has gone through different ages you can't be stuck in an age of the past you are now in the kingdom age everything is about the kingdom needs to be established on earth that is what creation is longing for in romans 8 for the kingdom to expand because now uh, daniel said of the increase of this kingdom there shall be no end but how will the kingdom increase it's not god doing it yes it's him doing it but it's in the sons it's in the sons getting the revelation and the illumination that the kingdom has now come in us and it's for the earth okay so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna stop there for tonight I hope that you guys did get um, fresh